Oh, hello. Welcome back to the Long Distance Love Bombs podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Goldberg, and today's guest is Rebecca Freeman. Rebecca is a vision keeper. She's a coach. She's an activator of a new paradigm of motherhood. She is questioning and expanding what it means to be a mom. She's asking important questions such as, what if having children invited you to go deeper? What if it invited you to explore your patterns to date? What if it helped you know yourself better? What if having children helped you to birth a new self for yourself? It's an interesting conversation. She talks about going off to Mexico for six months without her kids. Talks about confidence and beliefs and systems and limitations, all of it. It's an inspiring chat. I think you're going to dig it, particularly if you are a mom. This is going to be right up your alley, and it's probably going to make you think. You're going to question some things, which is always a good thing. Without further ado, Rebecca Freeman. This episode is brought to you by Cured Nutrition. Cured is the leader in CBD supplementation with an entire line of products designed to take your everyday life to its ultimate potential. Their daily staples are formulated with an in-house clinical herbalist, which has taken the traditional CBD regimen to an entirely new level of optimization. If you're anything like me, you like waking up feeling good and living well, you've probably toyed around with the idea of finding healthy alternatives to jumpstart your morning. Personally, it's why I start my day with Cured Rise, which is their focus supplement. It's a powerhouse blend of functional mushrooms like lion's mane and cordyceps, broad spectrum CBD, and powerful adaptogens. It gives me clean, clear, and sustained energy without any of the caffeine jitters or crash that I get with coffee. After I get going, Aura is next. It's another blend of functional mushrooms, CBD, and adaptogens, but it's got a twist. We all know how important it is to sustain our immunity nowadays, and this covers all of my bases. The vitamin D, prebiotics, crucial antioxidants are delivered straight to the gut, which is the foundation of our emotional and physical health. Am I right? Second brain. It's where the majority of our serotonin production and immune function begin, or it keeps everything in check performing at its best, so I have one less thing to worry about, and I obviously cannot forget Zen. I use it every night. It is certainly why it has become Cure's number one selling relaxation and sleep product. You know the long nights spent tossing and turning? Yeah, not with this stuff. It has ingredients like reishi mushroom, ashwagandha, magnesium, passion flower, broad spectrum CBD, so thankfully, Restlessness is something of the past. Cured Nutrition products are your answer for a daily dose of health. Visit curednutrition.com. That's C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com. Be sure to use the coupon code LOVEBOMBS, and at the checkout, you will save 10% off your order. All right, Rebecca Freeman, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. We've done, let's say, little to no preparation. We, we just had a conversation and I said, is there anything you don't want to talk about? And you said, no, let's just start recording. And I was like, okay. So uh, Rebecca Freeman, for those who don't have any idea who you are or what you do, how do you describe yourself? I am the advocate for the new paradigm for motherhood. So me, I'm a almost 40 year old woman living in Australia, mother of three children. And I have basically spent my life exploring what it means to be a mother in all its facets. Uh, It's taken me to my rock bottoms and it's taken me to my highest highs. So for me, it's been an exploration of what does it mean to be a woman in this lifetime who also happens to have children. So my personal story involves completely losing my identity as a woman and rediscovering it. And in that discovery, finding that motherhood is actually this amazing gateway into this huge expansion for who you are as a woman and the ability to unlock all of this untapped potential within yourself which completely contraindicated, contra, contra in, yes. I don't know the word, you know, 
contradicts. Yes. Contradicts. Thank you. The guy yeah. with the PhD comes up with the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mayor, the mayor, like the first thing I've chimed in on is I'm like, dicks, dicks. <laughs> we'll dicks. get to that later. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it was like everything I was told about motherhood was that I had to sacrifice. I had to sacrifice my dreams. I had to sacrifice the things that interested me. Um, and it was all about my children. And I did that. And lo and behold, I became completely miserable and didn't enjoy my life. And I was like, hell, I'm only here once too. So I'm going to make the most of it. And I went about this exploration of what did I want from life? And I've discovered along the way that that made me a, a much, much, much better mother and able to raise my children in a way where they could embrace everything about life that they loved as well. And so now we go on this huge journey together, uh, living life to the max. And along that way, somehow I ended up helping other mothers do the same thing. So that's me. That's what I do. Yeah. So I have to confess, last night I had dinner with someone who I learned is a mutual friend. His name is Traver Bohm. And he said, oh, ask her about when she first started on this path. I was like, why? And he said, she hated me. Uh, so <laughs> I, I did. I did. I had so to I, just chime in with that. I was, work, I was working as a coach for women. You know, like so many female coaches start off, you know, helping women love themselves more and be happier. Um, and we were sitting there one day on one of our calls together and he said, I think you should coach mothers. And I, can I, I'm allowed to swear, aren't I? Yes. I'm going to say yes, right? Please, yeah. I love I lost my shit at him and I burst into tears and, and I was like, you are just like everybody else. All you see is a woman with children. Well, she's all about motherhood. It's just about motherhood. And I lost it. And then the penny dropped and I was like, Oh, right. So this is the thing <laughs> because I have, the, I had this perception that motherhood didn't define me. And so I was trying to reject anything to do with motherhood. Whereas in actual fact, motherhood did define me in the most beautiful way because I was able to live this life where I was following my dreams, following my passions. And in the meantime, raising children in a way that was completely unique, completely different to how all of my friends were doing it, how all the other women that in my life were doing it. And it was working. I was doing it in my own unique way. And that is what, if you look at the world today, that is what we're all trying to do. We've all been to life school. We're all trying to do it the way that we've been taught and it's not working. And we've all got to find the way to live life that's right for us. And if you look at what it means to be a mother, uh, unconditionally love and support people to be exactly who they are and to shine their fullest potential. So yeah, thanks to Trevor Bone. Here I am, coaching others. <laughs> and, and so it sounds like, first of all, I would love to know your thoughts on, on motherhood because uh, I don't know what that's like as, as a dude. Um, and it seems like what you've described there is that you were kind of put in this box, this motherhood box that society defined for you and you were struggling or not flourishing right? And you were sort of banging your head against the walls of this box for a long time. And then you had an epiphany after a tear-filled conversation that you could escape the box and create your own way forward. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had escaped the box and created my own way forward and I didn't even value that I'd done that. Um, so mm. that's what Trevor highlighted for me was that like you've done something really, really important here. And in true mother fashion, I just sort of disregarded it, like not looked at myself and what I'd achieved and was like constantly looking at other people and helping other people. So motherhood is so often, uh, like I said, it's this role of sacrifice. It's about putting other people before yourself. And so part of the new paradigm for motherhood, the real, the foundation of it is the rebirth of the woman. So rather than you becoming a mother in that you have children and suddenly they are your be all and end all. And like, I'm a mother. It's true. Like, you, you know, they become your world for a while, but in that world, you become somebody else. You become an expansion of who you were before. So rebirthing yourself is such an 
integral part of becoming a mother and something that our society just doesn't have any sort of ritual or ceremony or acknowledgement of. And uh, that's the first part of the work that I do with all the women uh, that I spend time with is rebirthing them. So it's about looking at, yeah, what are you going to let go from your life because it's not applicable anymore? What is more important than ever? And what's new for you, not for your children, but for you in this new uh, paradigm that you've got in your life, which is raising children. Mm. And then using that to look at your own life and, and expand on that and enhance your own life rather than uh, have your life uh, get put on the back burner for a while, for 18 years or however long you're parenting for, longer. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, there seems to be that perception that you you have a kid and it's like up oh, your life's over for 18 years or like up mm-hmm. oh, say goodbye to your hopes and dreams you know yeah. everything's different now yeah um and for me like i've got a real life example so uh, i had my youngest child at the ripe old age of 22 when i got pregnant and um you know so mature definitely knew who i was you know had that down pat at 22 but I always wanted to travel the world. That was my dream. And then I got pregnant and I was like, okay, so that dream's gone because you cannot travel the world when you have children. And last year I lived in Mexico for six months without my children. So um, that was just simply me saying, no, this dream is actually coming back to that dream and saying, no, that dream is actually like really integral to who I am, my value of freedom, my uh, desire to know other cultures, my my want to break out out of this society and experience what it's like to live with um, other people in different societies, and I prioritised it, and it, and it happened. And and uh, there's so many women out there who, when they have children, those sorts of dreams that are actually really integral to the core of who they are and their values. They're just like I I can't do that anymore. Rather than getting curious about how does this look now? So for me, it's not backpacking through 10 countries, uh, you know, drinking every bar that I pass, which it would have been back when I was 22. Now it's go and live and immerse myself in a culture for six months and really follow my passions there and create a family and a base and show my children how big the world is from the other side of the world. So that's a, a real life example of how, our dreams don't necessarily disappear, but they change shape, they change form, and they change purpose. Mm. So just to clarify, your kids were with you in Mexico or they were not with no. you? No, so they stayed with their dad and stepmom for six months. Um, yeah. and, and I think this is a really important part of my story because so many times in my life I've been told, you can't do that because you're a mother. So when I said, I'm going to go live overseas for six months without my children, I got told, you are doing the wrong thing. You know, when I left my marriage to my, to my kid's dad, I got told, you are doing the wrong thing. Um, and all I had to go on was the knowledge of myself and that if I'm doing the right thing by me, the thing that's going to grow me and make me happy, then I'm going to be doing the right thing by my children because we can't teach our children happiness. We can't teach our children authenticity unless we're living it. It's like walk the talk. So I spent six months in Mexico. Uh, Their dad and stepmom looked after them that whole time. We uh, spent one week, one every week we got on a Zoom call together and talked. Uh, by the end of the six months, they were skipping our Zoom calls because they just couldn't be bothered and sending me text messages saying, sorry, mom, I'm busy. And when I came home, our relationship, which everybody had told me would have gotten worse, I would have lost contact with my children, was better than ever. Because the reality is, all that did was get rid of all of the stuff that isn't actually being a mother. It's the, the parent work, right? It's the packing school lunches, doing the school runs. That's not what children need from their parents, from their mother. What they need from their mother, I believe, is unshakable love, unshakable safety, unshakable support, unshakable, like, and the depth of wisdom that you have to offer them. And I could do all of that from Mexico. Uh, they never doubted my love. They always knew that I would jump on a plane if I needed to, uh, to go and be with them. And 
the wisdom gathering that I got in that experience is all of benefit to them. So uh, it, it gave me even more capacity to, to be a mother to my children, not less. So maybe do you mind speaking to like the first time that that thought entered your brain is like, or your heart or your soul or however, whatever language you use, uh, that little spark of like, I need to go to Mexico and I need to go alone. Uh, so how do you get from that point to like getting on the plane? I imagine there's a lot of conversations and internal strife to deal with. Yeah. Uh, so my dream to go to Mexico was a six year dream at the point that I went. Um, and again, it's about baby steps and, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, do hard shit, right? You, and, and a lot of what stalls people is the, the reality of what they want to create seems too big. So for me, I'm like, I want to live overseas. So that was like a huge dream and I couldn't work out how to make that happen. So I just dialed it back. I was like, I'm going to go overseas on a holiday. So um, I got to a point, I'd been through a relationship breakup. I'd been on a big uh, physical healing journey. I'd been really sick. Um, I'd gotten my life like really cranking and I was like, I am in a position to travel. So I booked a five week holiday in Mexico. And when I got over there, a whole bunch of awesome stuff happened, uh, lots of opportunities. And I got, and I got this realization that there was a call to come back. Like there's an opportunity for me to come back for a longer period of time. I didn't know how I was going to make that happen. I just flew back to Australia, got back with my kids. I was like, that was amazing. Mum might be able to go back. And they were like, awesome, amazing. Um, at that stage, I was like, maybe for three months. How do you guys feel about th three months? And they were like, cool. And then a bunch of other stuff in my life happened. And I was like, okay, I have the opportunity here to either go back for six months or try and shift my life here in Adelaide in, in Australia. And I sat down with their dad and I was like, I was just really honest about what I wanted out of life. And I said to him, like, you know me, you've known me since I was 18. This is all I've ever wanted to do. And he was like, do it, you know, go for it. And I'm really fortunate in that my, my, the kid's dad and, and I get along really well. Um, and he's an amazing uh, person in the kid's lives. So uh, I had the support network there and that had taken work to cultivate as well. So it's just like all of these things falling into place, baby steps all adding up to get me into this position where I could commit to living overseas for six months without my children. The reason that I did it without my children was their choice. So it was like asking them, did, do you want to, do you want to come and travel with mum? And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not what we want to do. And and I think the ability for me to demonstrate to my children, follow your own dreams, follow what lights you up, gave them the capacity to say, I don't just have to do what mum's doing. I get to choose what I want to do. Um, in saying that, if I go back again, uh, there is no way my youngest is letting me go without her because she's got the travel bug now, just like it's finally sparked in her. So yeah. Um, yeah, the choice to travel on my own was actually their choice. And, and whatever they chose, I would have flowed with, you know, that's, that's the other thing about when you, when you are a mother, it's about being flexible and, and surrendering to what the universe provides you, right? Like you, you do have other people in your life that you have to adapt to and work with. Then how is it sort of saying goodbye? I imagine you must've missed them over six months and they seem to be mm. young where they're changing a lot and growing up pretty quickly. Yeah, like? yeah. Yeah, um, my children coached with it better than I did, to be honest. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> that, that is like, uh, that is part of that rebirth process is the change of your identity and how much you attach who you are as a woman to being a mother. And uh, a lot of what I work with my clients on is whether uh, their, their attachment to their identity as a mother is healthy or unhealthy. So a lot of women, because they sacrifice so much of who they are to be a mother, uh, their attachment to being a mother is actually really unhealthy. And they're the women that really struggle when their kids, you know, leave home because their identity disappears. Mm. And so a lot of the work we do with them is about rediscovering uh, who else they are 
And that was definitely my journey for many, many years is rediscovering who I was um, amongst this role of, of being a mother. Uh, but also uh, the, the reason that my children coped so well as well was because I've raised them to never uh, lose that identity, to know who they are in every moment. So the whole time I was away for six months, they, their lives were full and rich and they were following you know, their dreams and the reason that I struggled towards the end was because I was really craving that connection with my children. Like there was a part of me and my identity that wanted to get back amongst the mother work. I actually missed doing school runs and watching school plays and, and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so, so it's like this, the, for me, the dance was there was a part of my identity that was missing while I was away, where for them, their lives were still full and rich. They don't, they, you know, their identity doesn't relate to being my child. Mm. Um, so that's, that's, that was, that was our experience. It also sounds like part of that sadness or not coping very well is sort of crucial to your own transformation, right? Of, of facing that pain and being like, why does this hurt so badly? What does this mean? Am I making the wrong decision? Am I, eh? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, for me that, uh, wanting to come home as well, uh, to be back with my children was really about that that next evolution of self, right? So by the time I got to the end of my journey in Mexico, I'd, I my path and and what I was doing in my day to day life had shifted a lot. I spent a lot of time in Mexico, involved in the plant medicine world and training as a plant medicine practitioner, um, and I didn't know how that was going to fit back into my life in Australia. It was a very different environment back here in Australia than it was in Mexico, and so. There was a part of me when I got really honest with myself about why I wanted to come home. It wasn't actually related to my children. And I, and, and I wanted to come home to start exploring who I was in this environment. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was about being honest with myself that this wasn't all about missing my children. So it's very easy for us to like, oh, that's the easy grab right? Oh, I want to come home because I miss my children. But in actual fact, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I want to come home because I want to actually start exploring who I am in that environment mm -hmm. and how I've changed and how I fit into that environment. And if I hadn't acknowledged that before I came home, then I would have got back here, got all immersed in my children and not bothered to get curious about that. But because I was really brutally honest with myself, this isn't all about missing my children. This is actually about myself. Mm -hmm. And when I landed back here in Australia, then that was that curiosity was like front and center and I got to dive straight into that. So people ask me, how do you make stuff happen so fast? Uh, and like, if you look back at my life, you know, two years ago, completely different to how it is now. And they're like, how did you transform your life so quickly when you've got three children to raise as well? And the answer is honesty, like being brutally honest with myself about what's driving me because it's not always being a mother what drives me as a woman is so multifaceted that you know I, like it's very easy to chuck the mother label on everything uh, whereas sometimes it's not related to the children and that's okay and we're not taught that that's okay so what practices do you have in your own life or that you've learned or that you teach to cultivate honesty like how do you mm. get at that inner honest mm -hmm. knowing versus the like the stories yeah. from society and family and peer pressure and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where we, where we take a real uh, right turn, but uh, okay. sexual energy, uh, Jeremy. So, uh, sexual, big, sorry, sexual energy. Sexual energy. Sexual okay. energy. So a big part of the work that I do with mothers is about reclaiming their uh, sexual energy in all its facets. Um, you'll hear lots of people talk about divine feminine energy and this is just like the raw gritty version of that, right? It's our most easily accessible GPS and it, it tells us exactly what we want and what we're thinking and what we're feeling. So um, for me, I, I deep dived uh, particularly over the last 12 months in uh, rediscovering myself as a sexual being. That, that's just, as a mother, that is so taboo. We're not allowed to be openly sexual because we might embarrass our children. And 
So it, or, or, or it's gross, right? You've got kids, you don't talk about that. So that part of, of being a mother is like really, really kept behind closed doors, lock and key. Most women don't even access it for themselves, right? Sexual energy is only used for the purpose of sex. And the reality is that if you get back in touch with that energy, it will tell you everything you need to know about yourself. It'll tell you why you're unhappy. It will tell you what you're passionate about. It'll, it'll tell you what's a hell yes, what's a hell no, and everything in between. Um, it's the fastest way to, to move through processes is to be in touch with that energy in all its forms. And the really interesting Part, the part that I loved in my own journey is that uh, you hear people talk about the light and the dark feminine and motherhood is traditionally kind of presented as being a light feminine role, right? It's about the nurturing and the loving and the, uh, the, you know, the playfulness and all of that sort of stuff, which relates to the light feminine. And then the dark feminine is bad. Uh, it's, it's like all that, you know, stuff that doesn't suit motherhood, but in actual fact, it's, there's so much juice in the dark feminine that can be used in your role as a mother and for you as a woman, you know, that's the mystic, the seer, the primal intuition, the, the ability to like be present and grounded. And so when I talk about, uh, mother, I, I talk a lot about pure mother energy and that is, you know, that unshakable love security and wisdom and the security and wisdom comes from the dark feminine or that that more taboo thing and there are a lot of women out there who that energy is their natural energy it's the energy that they naturally sit in and i was one of these women and i was i repressed it and i pushed it down because it wasn't seen as fitting that mother image so i was a stay-at-home farmer's housewife baking scones for eight years you know and and that part of me was just like shut down i was like not allowed and when it it constantly resurfaced in really really unhealthy ways and i battled with addiction and i i had really you know poor behaviors for a while and that was just that energy saying hey like let me out i want to help guide you i want to help show you what you love about life and so now I fully embrace that energy and I actually lead with it a lot of the time and I've noticed that it's giving my daughters this healthy example of that feminine energy and even in a in a sexual context um, for when they get older then they're they're 12 and 13 now and they're just starting to you know develop that awareness of that energy in that way um, and how it's not bad and it's actually beautiful. And it's, it's the part of you that allows you to be creative and powerful and driven and uh, to, to take risks and take leaps and guide people. That's the, that's the part of the feminine energy. And I love this if we talk about uh, male and, and female roles in society, that's, that's the inspiring part of the feminine energy, right? Um, that, that's like, I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about right now, uh, more than ever, the mother and father energy is so needed in the world, right? Um, and we need the mother energy to envision a new dream for us all. And we need the father energy to help make that happen. And the, the, the mother energy cannot, and the reason I say mother energy is because it comes from a place of love and safety for everybody and security for everybody, that dream does. And the women out there that can dream up this dream have to be able to embrace this energy within themselves. And, and that all comes back from accessing it within you for you first, right? That rebirth process. Mm. So what, uh, when you touched on sexual energy being crucial to tapping into your inner truth, your honesty, like what is a practice for that? Or is it, yeah. is it as simple as saying that this idea or this choice or this dream like turns me on, like it, it arouses me, it excites me, or is it, is it more complex? It does start within, right? So it's about a woman being able to access her own sexual energy for herself. So a lot of, I find a lot of mothers, their sexual energy is all for use uh, in it, like in that context of sex. So it's always with a partner. Uh, uh, if you're a single mother like I am, then it's about 
it, that, that energy is suppressed unless you enter into a relationship or an encounter with somebody else. But in actual fact, if you cultivate that energy for you, purely for you and like, yeah, it does look like self pleasure, pleasure practices, but it also uh, looks like getting embodied, right? So a lot of people, we know this in society, spend a lot of time in their heads. Well, get rid of that. Your, your head is the container for the wisdom that you learn, but your body is the container for your energy, right? So it's about getting back in touch with your body. What do you, what does your body enjoy doing? What is your body? How does your body feel? What's your relationship like with your body? So mothers, are sold shake diets and exercise programs and and all of this stuff to help create self-worth whereas actual it getting back in touch with your sexual energy and enjoying and feeling pleasurable in your own body is actually like a fast track route to self-worth if you can feel pleasure within your own body for you then you are instantly going to love yourself more and have more worth about yourself and the rest of it is the flow-on effect uh, you can't find out what you don't do and don't like in life if you do and don't like your container and your vessel. So pleasure practice and, and, and embodiment practices are incredibly important for women, especially your, your body is, is like a, a, a huge guide for you in life. So what's your like morning ritual or do you have daily rituals to tap into this energy? Yeah, I have, I have, uh, the women that I work with um, and myself, uh, we all work on a daily practice and that practice changes. Women are, are, are non-linear beings. You, you know this, Jeremy. Wait, say that again. Where, it's, it's so shocking. What do you, you, know? what do you mean? Yeah. So, so I, I, for me, it's about, um, you know, getting, getting in my masculine and creating a container for myself around a practice, right? I have a daily practice. Uh, the, I have, I have some non-negotiables in that. So no, no phones. When I wake up, first thing I do in the morning is get into my body. What that looks like. I let that be fluid because I'm, I'm, I'm a female it, and I'm in my feminine. Like, I don't know what that looks like from day to day today. It was breath work and a bit of stretching and make myself a coffee and just like sit in peace. Some mornings it's get up and go for a run and move a lot. Some, some mornings it's, you know, dancing, and I post that a lot on my social media, those, those moments when I'm really juicy and in the flow. And it depends, you know, I, my, my energy shifts and I listen to my body. This is what I mean. It's the guide for us. It's like, what does my body want every morning and how do I get into it, right? Um, it, how do I get out of my head and get into my body and start using that as my guide? Uh, that's my, that's my, you know, that's my morning practice. And then my daily practice is making sure I stay uh, in in integrity and in alignment. So it's about mind, body, energy, and my soul all being on the same page and noticing when that's not happening and having some sort of a practice, whether that's meditation, breath work, movement, um, journaling, all of those, all of those, there's a million tools you can use to get myself back into alignment and in my integrity. And just for me, the underpinning of all of this is honesty. It's always being honest with myself, really coming back to saying, what is this about for me? Um, for mothers, it's so easy to project everything onto our children. And we talk a lot uh, in the coaching space around not projecting your stuff onto other people. And in that conversation, we quite often miss how much mothers and fathers to uh, project stuff onto their children. So like I've had a hard day because the kids weren't well behaved today. No, check yourself, come back, be honest. How were you showing up today? What sort of energy were you giving off? What vibration were you at? Were you in alignment? Were you in integrity? And how did that trickle out to the effect of the family around you? So like ownership of you in all, in all instances. And people say to me, that sounds hard. And I'm like, it is, it, it's like, it is hard. I, I'm not going to bullshit you. This is like constantly being like, oh, like I'm going to check myself and I'm not going to blame everyone else. Yeah. That's, that's the hard way. Like, right. But it's also the richest, most rewarding and exciting way to go. So in that like challenge is excitement. What, what do you say, to, and you must get this, I imagine somewhat frequently where you have a potential client or you meet someone 
and they're just completely skeptical of like, no, like you don't understand. Like it's easy for you to fuck off to Mexico because you've got a good stepdad and yeah, you work online and like, you know, but you don't get it in my life. Like my kid, you know, has autism and like the dad's an asshole and I'm 20 grand in debt. And you're telling me I just need to wake up and like shake my ass and find my Mm -hmm. divine feminine and my life will change. Like, fuck you, Rebecca Freeman. Like, was that a good devil's advocate? That's so good. That's so good. And I've had it all. I've had it all. And I'm like, yeah, you're me, you know, eight years ago. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 so there's a few there's a few reality checks that that I put in place with my clients, which is things will happen slower for you, you know. Um, and this reality check was actually given to me by Trevor Bohm because when I sat down with him and we talked about this, mm-hmm. uh, part of the projection that I was putting out there was everybody else is you know able just able to do this stuff because they don't have the responsibilities that I have. And he's like, yeah truth and I was just like fuck like give me the magic bullet right so and and it doesn't exist so there's reality checks it will take longer like and and rather than being angry and upset about that have a look at why you're angry and upset about that and heal that and then embrace the fact that you're not sprinting through life and soak that up and see how fucking juicy that starts to taste, right? That's that's one reality check. The other reality check is your dreams do have to change, right? So I wanted to travel the world and for like years just disappear with my backpack. Reality check, not possible. So how's my dream shifted? And in that shift of dream, does it actually start to taste better? Because, I mean, I'm sober now. I don't necessarily want to bar hop through London, uh, through England anymore and, and Europe. I want to, like, I do, I want to immerse in a culture for six months. And that actually tastes so fucking delicious to me now. And I'm like, oh, see, my old dream doesn't taste that good anymore. So in that, it's like, yeah, your dream will change. It will change form and it will change shape and it will look different. But actually, how does that taste to you as the woman that you are now? Because you've changed. You've changed as well. So don't try and make things the way that they were when you were in your, in your 20s. Make things the way they are now. Don't try and make things happen super, super fast at lightning speed. Like you didn't have to spend the evening sitting at a, a, at a sports training for three hours things move slower and that's delicious as well so there's those two reality checks and then the third thing is stop using the barriers perceived barriers in your life as your excuses not to move forward so those things around yeah but you know my kid's dad is a pain in the ass or you know I don't work online I've got to go to my job all reality also all excuses, right? You've created your reality and you're living in your reality. So if you don't like the fact that you have to go to a nine to five, start to get curious about what you would like and start to follow the breadcrumbs along that trail. Again, knowing that it will take time. And if you don't get along with your ex and you do have your kids full time and you don't have the luxury that I have of space, cool, okay, that's a reality. But get curious about what you can do with that reality rather than doing absolutely fucking nothing. Right? So I'm a little I'm a little blunt, I'm a little brutal, and I'm a little bit fierce. But that's mm. because, you know, I think for for something that comes through with the mother energy is that fierce love, right? Um I I see a lot of talk about unconditional love, like it's this like glowing warm hug and sometimes it's not a glowing warm hug it's like literally and i'm gonna eyeball you and just hold space while you actually do some hard shit you know and and you own your stuff and i've got teenage children now there's a lot of eyeballing followed by beautiful warm glowing hugs but it's it's all unconditional love and sometimes the love looks fierce yeah my my go-to line with clients is um cute story yeah like, oh, <laughs> yeah cute, cute story and like yeah i i want 
I want a Tesla in the garage and like to not ever work again. Like I would love that, but like that's not real for me right now. And the way I approach it often is it's like rules in a game, so to speak. And the way that your life is set up provides constraints, right? There's boundaries. You can't just fuck off to Mexico for forever with a pot of gold. It's like, you've got some constraints and those are the rules. And so if you accept that those are the rules of the game, like how can you win? Like, yeah. how can you use that to your advantage? To your advantage, is there space between the rules to kind of navigate and learn some stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and the other thing that you brought up, I thought that was really important, is is the time aspect. Is yeah. you know, there aren't really any shortcuts to this kind of stuff. It seems like it's a longer term plan that requires daily. <laughs> Yeah. dedication and commitment yeah. devote devotion i guess is a softer word right yeah and like you're gonna live anyway five years may seem like a long time but like it's gonna pass whether you take some actions on your dreams or not like in five yeah. years you're gonna be somewhere yeah. yeah and and this is kind of one of my other the final reality check that i give to my clients is stop pretending that you know everything right like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know this was gonna be my life eight years ago. You know, and and two years ago this is not the life that I envisaged for myself, but it's the life that I got that that was created for me by following the breadcrumbs. And so when women tell me what they want out of life, I'm like, cool, that's that's awesome. That's gonna be, you know, what we use to like start playing with life, but we're not going to pretend that we understand and that that's exactly what's going to happen. Like we're going to let go of the control of that. And we're going to be open to the fact that what happens is actually going to be better than what you want. Right. And I think that's really important when you look at this concept of um, doing this in a container that involves other little lives um, and that you're responsible for them. It's Mm -hmm. like things will shift and change in ways that, you can't see coming because it's not just you. It's a bunch of other people as well. Mm. Right. So for me, I always thought that having children and obviously number one was an accident. We tell number two, she wasn't, and she likes that story. So we stick to it. And number three was an accident and she likes that story. So that's okay. Um, but but for, for me, I thought that that those mistakes were going to be, you know, haunt me forever. Um, and and prevent me from doing all sorts of things. And they've actually become the thing that has allowed me to do everything I've done. So I don't pretend to understand anything anymore. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, that idea that you have to stop pretending that you know everything requires a heaping dose of humility to accept that when you think that it should be this way or it should happen this way or that you should do this, you should not do that. Like you have to kind of let all of that go and tap into that deeper intuitive pull. That is, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to go to Mexico alone for six months. Like I can't get that out of my head. That's a full body. Fuck. Yes. I can't not do that thing. Yeah. Right. And like we all have that. And so how yeah. do you, how do you help people, I guess, hear that whisper and then be brave enough to act on it? Yeah. Um, I work with clients through what I call the well pull. Uh, so that life is a, is a constant series of well pulls operating. Okay. So you're in this space where everything is beautiful and life is exactly as you want it to be. And that's where we all want to live all the time. Right. Um, and we spend so much energy trying to cling to that so that we never actually fully love it. So for, for, for me and for my clients, what we do is when we're in that space, we just love it for what it is and we play with it with no attachment to how long it's going to last or 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 wanting it to stay that way and when we notice that it's not and we're entering the whirlpool we're those crazy people that are like woo strap in for the ride and we have no resistance to going into the whirlpool to triggers to things that are are shifting and changing outside of our control uh things that crop up out of the blue which when you're a mother or a father you know that happens all the time 
but just in daily life as well. Um, we're those people that are like, okay, it's go time. It's wealth all right. We love this. We're, we're in it. And resistance that comes up, fear that comes up, anger, all of those things, they're our friends and we love them and we get curious about them. Okay. So rather than try to make them go away, we're like, come in, let's play, let's dance. And, the, and I teach my clients a whole bunch of practices to help them with that. And we don't touch it when we're in the whirlpool. So this isn't the time to make decisions. This isn't the time to like find the answers. This is the time to get curious and play with life. This is, this is the game of life is the whirlpool. And the whirlpool will eventually suck you through the portal to some form of death in your life where you'll be like, I hate this. But in actual fact, this is where the juiciness of everything lies and where you find that next nugget of gold, that next breadcrumb, that piece of wisdom, that realization, that aha moment that you've been so frantically wanting, it just magically appears for you. So it's about surrendering into that process. Um, and then you come through the other side, back out into that beautiful bliss state. So we work with that process uh, a lot and that's how I live my life. I, I'm like the whirlpool master. And uh, it's really funny what you say about surrendering because when I went to Mexico, I thought I was there to run a bunch of retreats and start a new romance and do all sorts of stuff. And within one month, I'd like the universe had been like, nah, game change. And and something that happened to me was that I ended up being called uh, to serve a really uh, wild uh, medicine called Cambo, which is a secretion from an Amazonian tree frog. Uh, it's an ordeal medicine. It's applied uh, through little burn points on your skin and it, it makes you uh, purge in various different ways. And it's a, it's a, it's a cleanse. It physically, emotionally and energetically cleanses you and opens you up. I'd worked with this medicine personally myself for years by this point. And I sat down in a ceremony in Mexico and the medicine called me to serve it. And I was just like, what? Like, what? And I, and I didn't want to serve this medicine. I didn't want to go around burning people and like making them puke. And, and I couldn't see how this fitted in with my work. I was like, no, this is not what I'm about. Like I'm here to be an online coach. Um, you know, Almost 12 months later, this, the, the, the power of this medicine and how it fits into my work and the, and the, and the, the magic that it, it's bringing to my life is like, I could not have dreamed this up. And literally all I had to, all I could do was surrender. So when this came into my life, this was the whirlpool. This was like, I'm not going to try and understand it or explain it or control it or what I'm just going to go along for the ride and now looking back in hindsight I'm like oh yeah yeah that's that was meant to be and all I knew all I had to go on was that I loved it my body said to me this is the right thing to do there was no rational mental reason to go down this path but yeah and just had to follow my internal gps so you've got that internal guidance system that's like turn right in 100 hours or whatever oh no probably not even that long it's like turn right now <laughs> so sometimes it's like what am i doing what am i doing what am i doing i don't know i don't know and it's like wait 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 okay now here's the thing here's the go mm. so this is we always want to know we always want safety and security right uh yeah and our brains want to understand and the beautiful thing about getting back in touch with that sexual energy, getting back in touch with your body and, and being what I call in-bodied, so be, having everything in alignment and being in, in integrity is that you don't need to understand and you can acknowledge the fact that you want to understand and, and be with that without having to understand or I just can't survive so it's like yeah i'm feeling like right now i feel unsafe but i know i am safe because i know that my body is okay here and i know that what i'm doing feels right for me and no i don't understand it and that feels unsafe but i am safe so it's that difference and you would know this working with clients it's like you might not feel safe but you are safe and that's being outside of your comfort zone yeah and that's a process and that is 
uh, an awakening. That's a learning. Yeah. That's a that's a thing in itself of like, yeah. uh, it's like when you're going up the roller coaster hill and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But like, and then you get to the top and it's that moment of terror. But that's also that moment of total aliveness, right? Where you're like, yeah. isn't this exciting? Oh my God, this is so, so wild right now. And, and other people call you crazy and other yeah. people are projecting their own fears and insecurities onto your life decisions and and there's also a sense of pride that you are honoring what you really want to do deep down despite the craziness yeah and and you're right it is a process again that whole concept of time like you don't live life the way that i live life you know after you know a couple of weeks it, it, like for me, this has been a, you know, an eight year process to get myself to this point where this is how I live now. Um, and do I do it perfectly? No, definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, uh, but I'm constantly refining my practice. I'm constantly like learning new ways to do it more gracefully, you know, even in the fuck ups. And, and, and that is that unconditional love piece. Right. And I think this is the beautiful thing about what the world is calling for right now is that we're all starting to live life this way and it's new, right? It's new to not just look around us and go, okay, this is the box I fit into. It's new to go inwards first and say, I've got to find my own way to do this in a way that, uh, is good for me so that it can be good for everybody else. And none of us are doing it perfectly because none of us have been doing it for generations and generations and generations. Right. So like, let's have compassion for that. We've seen that this year alone, like 2020, the year of all of us getting to play in this playground, whether we like it or not. Uh, but, and, and this is where nobody is doing it perfectly. And isn't that great? Because that gives us all permission to fuck it up. Like everybody's making mistakes. So like if there was ever a year to give something new a try, this is the year for it, right? Yeah, just blame it on the pandemic. Yeah. It's like, fuck Not it. Really. Gonna... Well, like, <laughs> no, but I mean, as an excuse, right? Like I often tell my clients if, if they get pushback in their life to just blame me. Like, yeah, I'm I'm working with this coach and he challenges me to do this thing. And so I'm, I'm doing it. Like just blame, I'm like, blame the dude with the man bun. It's fine. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like I'll take that. But I think having, having that little nudge, so to speak, and I find treating it like an experiment of sorts um, can both be helpful of just, you know, I'm just going to try this for a month and see how it goes. Like if you're listening, it's like, I'm going to, when I wake up, I'm not going to check my phone until I dance for three minutes to some R&B song that I love. Like, I'm just going to try that and see what happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that is, that's that don't touch it part of the whirlpool, right? Like, it's like, okay, it might not feel good right now, but just, just don't touch it and see what happens. And <laughs> then, and then, yeah. And, 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 and like you said, you can always go back. So, um, uh, one of the really interesting things about working with mothers on their sex, on their sexuality and their sexual energy is that they're all scared that they're going to end up doing sexy dances on Instagram because that's what I do. And I'm like, why are you putting yourself into another box? Right? Like, (laughs) it's not that way or this way. Like, what does your way look like? Um, and 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 they're like oh i don't know i don't know and i'm like how about you just give it a go just give it a go and play with it a little bit and see if it feels good if it feels good to to explore this and to like not repress this just then like then you'll know it's something that you want to start to incorporate if it feels terrible like stop doing it and put your sexual energy back in a box and never look at it again and that's cool and go back to that you know unhappy uh, relationship that you've got and that unsatisfying sex life that you've got and that feeling of frustration at the lack of creativity that you've got, go back to that. You can always go back to that, but it doesn't seem to happen. Jeremy. Yeah. It's, it's that old adage, right? Of if you want things to change, then you have to change some things. And one way that I look at it and, and have lived it is that suffering is inevitable to rely on that old 
Buddhist tenet, right? Like you're going to suffer. So you can suffer by being miserable and repressed and always wondering what might be different. That's totally cool. Or you can suffer by doing something different that scares you, that feels uncomfortable and facing all of those fears from your friends and family and society. Like that's a different form of suffering. There, neither is wrong per se, but I think that for me at least, when I accept that each decision is a fork in the road, so to speak, it's like I can suffer with chocolate or I can suffer with vanilla. Like, well, I've yeah. been having vanilla for fucking six years. I think I'm just gonna, I'm ready for a little bit of chocolate, right? Yeah. And like, that's okay. And, and again, just to reinforce, and I think you would agree with this, is, is like it doesn't have to be uncomfortable to the extreme where you are feeling terror and you hate your life and you've, you've wiped everything off the table. Like you can have baby steps with yeah. all of this stuff. You can like dip your toe in. You can yeah. like stay on the edge for a while observing and then get ready to dive in, right? Like you don't have to like, but I guess like what I'm thinking people might be like, uh, you don't have to like buy the yoni egg and sign up for a yoga class and like shave your head and get a tattoo of an ohm symbol and fucking go crazy. You can exactly right exactly you can do it yeah. your way. I suppose I'm, I'm rambling, but it seems like the new paradigm of motherhood is is simply that there's not really a one paradigm fits all. It's like you create your own paradigm. You create your own paradigm. That's exactly it. The new yeah. paradigm of motherhood is is your way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, people, I have women say to me, but I don't, when they work with me, they're like, but I don't want to do cambo, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you don't have to do cambo. And they're like, but I, I, I don't want to, I'm like, all you have, all you have to do is commit to being curious, mm -hmm. right? Commit you know, to being or curious. I would just throw it back at them. Like, great. What, what do you want? Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you really um, want? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is where being a mother, you've, you've actually got an advantage over everybody else in the world when you get to do personal development work because you have a little model to lead you, to guide you, to kids are so fucking curious. And, and their ability to live outside of their comfort zone is huge, right? Um, I look around at the world, it, 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 I love it. It's like we're all kids. We're all kids. And it's just like 2020 is the year that we wake up to the fact that we're all big children and that it's time to like start to play again, play with life, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and, and our children can show us how to do that. They can, they, and, and so if you're a mother, like you got a coach sitting right next to you and use it and use I, it. I think something I would add to that is that if you are a mother, and you are listening to this, then you have done one of the most difficult things in, in the world. Like, I, like, as a dude, I'm like, you grew a person inside of your body for nine months and then somehow got it out of your body and somehow kept it alive till now. Like, that shit is mind-blowing and difficult and requires so much bravery. That like, of course you can go to a dance class or of course you can start your blog or like dance in the morning or, you know, quit drinking. Like you've already done the hardest thing. Like yeah. you got this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? that, that, and, and that, and that is like, if that doesn't motivate you to, to like follow the curiosity, I don't know what will, right? Mm. So so if that statement of like, but I don't know how, I'm like, did you know how to grow a baby? Yeah, you did that somehow. And you did that anyway, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And this is where sexual energy is like so powerful for women because that's, that's the energy that creates something from nothing, right? That's the energy that created your baby. So like mm -hmm. if it can create a baby from nothing, what else can it create? And, and so like tap into it, use it, get juicy with it. It's so, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Uh, um, what, what's, what's next so for good. you? Like, what are you currently? Oh, for, I love for, oh, what yeah, are you, um, what are you currently fertilizing or 
planning to birth or, or what are you, what's your edge at the moment? Like, mm-hmm. Well, aside from my ongoing containers for mothers, there is a very, very exciting thing that I'm, uh, that I, that, that has been birthed out of my latest whirlpool. Um, so the beautiful thing about mother energy is that it is so called for in the world, right? Like we want people who will give us unshakable love and, and safety while we do the scary, crazy things. And, uh, and I've been really resistant to this and, and being like, no, that's not my thing. Same, same as when I ended up on the plant medicine path. Um, but I am looking, uh, I, I, well, I'm not looking, I am going to be working a lot with some of the newer coaches out there in the world. So creating uh, a beautiful, unshakably loving and safe container to like really, really share some of that mother energy wisdom with uh, some new coaches out there who are doing incredible, amazing things for other people in the world. So something that uh, as society hasn't been very good at doing is honoring wisdom. Uh, and this is a really beautiful thing for mothers who feel like maybe they've missed the boat because they didn't make millions before they had children and whatever else is that, uh, time and that slowness at which, uh, we move gives us this capacity to go super deep on things. Um, something that I've acknowledged in myself is the depth of my wisdom. Like I've learned my lessons to a depth that, uh, because of the time that I've, I've had, that you know, other people don't take. And so uh, I'm going to be uh, working with some beautiful uh, coaches, new coaches out there at helping them go to their next level of service, next level of authenticity, sharing some of that wisdom that I've gathered through the years. Um, mm. You know, basically being, I call it the mother of all containers. So really guiding uh, some of our really up and coming, you know, future leaders in in their roles so i'm super excited about that and just always 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 uh holding sacred kick-ass containers for mothers that's what i do that's what i do rebecca where can people find you you're on the instagram or the internet yeah i'm all over the social medias i love it so facebook and instagram rebecca freeman coaching uh, my website is rebecca freeman coaching.com um yeah and like, are you, are you taking clients all the time? Do you have group coaching things that launch periodically or how's your- uh, I periodically run group programs uh, like this container that I'm talking about, the mother of all containers, the Yoni activation program for, for women, not just mothers, but uh, for women in general about getting back in touch with their sexual energy. Them, uh, Sorry, the, all- the Yoni activation program. Yep. Yeah, so that runs okay. periodically. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I have one-on-one coaching containers uh, that yeah. uh, periodically opened up as spaces become available. So, How did you manage to not mention the Yoni Activation Program when we were talking about sexual energy and whatnot? <laughs> I, I think I even said the words Yoni Egg, and you didn't. <laughs> you did, you did. Yeah, that's a beautiful container for women that are really just uh, wanting to start exploring this energy in a little bit more depth, um, that, that, uh, the multifacetedness of it. So knowing that they might've only been really, uh, accessing one part of that in in one particular part of their life, but just learning a little bit more deeply about the different aspects of that energy and how it can be used in all areas of your life. So that program's really juicy and, and yeah. delicious. Well, thank you for your time and sure. energy you're you're just a delight to listen to that was super fun for me to just kind of kick back and hear a badass mama bear trying yeah. to change the world I'm like yeah come back anytime i've like it's been so much fun yeah no truly that was great and i think that a lot of uh, women and probably men too listening to that will take a lot away if you if you had like one bit of wisdom to leave them with or one like idea or a mantra is there any like final pep talk or yeah yeah Mm. i would just like to say to every single uh woman who relates to the mother energy out there whether you have children of your own or whether you just see yourself as uh raising the next generation out there just remember really sink into like really 
like right now, just close your eyes, feel into your belly, into your heart space, and most importantly, into your, into your womb, and just like take a couple of deep breaths. And just really feel into this statement. You matter more than you could possibly know. And just breathe that in. Just really come home to that. And then see what that brings up in you. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. It's the beginning of everything. Yeah, right? It's like, because if you really believe that you matter more than anything, how would you show up? What would you yeah. do? What would you say? Ooh. What would you tolerate? You just picked up what I put down, Jeremy. Thank right? you. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I dropped into my womb space there for a minute. <laughs> well um, done. That's yeah. close. No, no, no. I, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a potent message. So really sink into it. Yeah. So simple. Um, you're a gem. I adore you. Hopefully we can hang in Australia one day. Oh and, yeah. Uh, like, uh, and that's it. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so mm. welcome. It's good, right? Rebecca Freeman, check her out on Instagram, check her out on the internet. She has an Awakening Your Yoni course. She's got motherhood programs. She does coaching. I've included links to all of that goodness in the show notes. And I just wanted to end by saying thank you. Thank you for surviving until this point in your life and putting my voice into your ear bones right now. I appreciate you. I adore you. I'm proud of you. I think you're just spectacular. You're a special human. And uh, thanks for also giving me five-star reviews on the internet, for sharing my work with your friends and family, passing this along to a mom that you think might benefit from hearing it. It's powerful stuff. If we spread the medicine around, we'll all heal a little quicker. So thanks for playing your part in it. Now, go do some somersaults. But before you do that, you can find me on Instagram at Long Distance Love Bombs. I've got a weekly newsletter, Wednesday Winspiration. Get it? where I share all of my favorite songs, movies, books, articles, and I tell a little story each week. So if you want to get more into my ecosystem, that is the best way. I will see you there. And uh, that's it.